Welcome to Just Talk with Justine, a podcast for breast cancer survivors and supporters. Just Talk with Justine is a platform where breast cancer survivors can share their journeys. If we can help just one person who's listening today, we've accomplished our goal. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to Just Talk with Justine. Today, my guest, she lives in Orlando, Florida, and is married with two adult sons that are both Orange County deputy sheriffs, as well as her husband. She has one miraculous grandson who will be turning five years old very soon. Her hobbies include, of course, dragon boating, bike riding. She likes to kayak and spending quality time with her family. Please welcome my warrior sister, Lynn Wacker, to my show today. Hi, Justine. Hi, Lynn. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, my God, this is so exciting. I feel so blessed to have you here, you know, and I, it, it took you a while. So it did. It took me a while to get you here, but this is so awesome. So, you know, I was talking earlier about our memory and what we remember and what we don't remember. So Lynn, tell me, tell me about your journey knowing that you have breast cancer. Did you, how did, this is going to be like a five part question. <laughs> I'm good. I got a million questions. Like, how do you know what? Did you ever find what your diagnosis was, or do you remember? Do you have an idea? All I know was that it was stage one. Okay. Um, I don't know what kind. Um, Stage one, but the tumor that I had was large enough that he felt like I needed to do chemotherapy and radiation after the surgery. Okay. Okay. And and what year was that? 2004. 2004. How old were you? 49. Wow. Yeah, that's the age. Yeah, seems to be. It seems to be the age. Everybody I talk to seems to be the age. So at 49 years old, you discover you have to, you have breast cancer and you have to do chemo and radiation. Did you have any surgeries? I did. I had a lumpectomy. Okay. Um, Based on my oncologist, I guess. Um. When I was diagnosed, I knew nobody who had breast cancer. I didn't have anybody to ask. I didn't have, I, I didn't know anything. Right, interesting. Um, so I just would ask my oncologist and say, okay, if I was your mom, <laughs> what would you do? That's the common question um, we ask and our that's, doctors. And that's, he said, a lumpectomy would be the way to go. Yeah. So. And do you ever have that fear of um, reoccurrence? I mean, we're talking quite a few years now. Do you ever um, think about it? I don't, but at the same time, like most people go to an oncologist for five years and then they're let go. I'm on year 17 and I still go every year. He still makes me come every year for a checkup. And, and it's kind of good to do that, right? I, I, I hate it, but I like it. And the same way. So, I, I kind of want to go. I want to make sure he tells me you're going to. You're going to be fine for another year. Yeah. You know, I'll see you in a year. Um, like he does, you know, all the like blood work and different things sure. or whatever. So I hate going there because I guess I feel like every time I go there, I see old people. Yeah, yeah. I see people with um, like the air things or whatever. And I walk in and I go, what the heck am I doing here? What do you here? mean air things? <laughs> like the, what do you call them? Like the breathing, you know, they have their two, their oh, canist, the two, okay. You know, okay, something like that. So I see those people and I go, what am I doing here? I don't belong here. Right, right. Um, 
but I'm thankful to be going there and that somebody's watching out for me every sure. year. So. I know when I go to the oncologist sometimes, you know, I was really sick so young at 18 and my Hodgkin's caused, oh, my radiation caused my breast cancer. So huh. sometimes when I go to the oncologist and if I get a glimpse of all the people getting getting treatment, I start getting nauseous because I used to be really sick. Yeah. Back then they didn't have the good drugs that they did now, you know, I was really sick. Sometimes I'll start feeling, or if I smell a gown, mm-hmm. you know, like a hospital gown, I'll start getting a little wheezy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I know what you mean when you go there and um, you get that feeling. Yeah. I just put on my blinders. Exactly. And- <laughs> exactly. And did you go to ORMC here in Orlando? Uh, well, it was Florida Health when I went. Now, I guess it's Advent Health, but that's where I still go. Okay. Okay, yeah, Advent Health. Who was your oncologist, if you don't mind me asking? A man named Dr. Castillo. He's my oncologist. Ah, I love Dr. him. Dr. Raul Castillo. <laughs> yes, I, I love him. I never met anybody who's been going to. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't either. Um, but I've seen him since 2004. Me too. I've been going to him for years and years and years. That's funny. Yeah. yeah I like him a lot. Good. I'm glad you do. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I, when he his, his cell phone rings sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> We've been together long enough. He tells me about his wife and his kids. Us too. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Us too. I know. That is hysterical. And that's a good thing because you can feel very comfortable. Yeah. I can ask him pretty much anything, you know, and I don't have any hesitation. No. At all. Well, and you lose your sense of modesty. Oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. So. Well, I think having <laughs> breast cancer does that as well, right? Yeah. Because you're always, you, you, half the time you have your, your your top off or something. And yeah, I get it. I get it. So when you heard that you had all this going on, how, how did you feel not knowing anyone that also had breast cancer? When they called me and said I needed to come back in, because I don't, I don't know if they said I have something to tell you or something, but I had to go back in after the biopsy. And I didn't know anybody who'd been through it. So I'm like, okay, you know, right, I'm just right, going to go back. I'm just so it wasn't, go. it wasn't found through uh, a mammogram? No, I actually, well, I had a lump, which um, I told a friend about. And she's like, oh, you should have that checked out. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And then finally, about three months later, she's like, if you don't call and make an appointment and get that checked out, I'm going to call and make it for you. I hope you're still friends with that friend. She's actually one of our dragon boaters. Oh, really? <laughs> well, that you better give her whoever it was a big kiss. Every year I do. Okay, good, um, good. But anyway, so I got a call that said, you know, we have the results of your biopsy. Can you come in? Like, okay. Like, I had no idea. I have no history of breast right, cancer yeah, in my no family. One. I didn't. I just figured she's just going to go over the test results. I had no idea. So... When they hand you a box of Kleenex, then you know. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, there's something the, coming. Oh, my God. That's so scary. So I left. Did you go? Did you go? I was to by that, myself. You went by yourself to that appointment? Because I had no idea. So I left. I called my husband, who's on the Orange County SWAT team. I'm like, honey, I got to tell you something. He's like, yeah, not now. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Um, so then I called one of my kids because um, I needed to you tell needed somebody. Tell somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I told one of my kids and then he walked, we, I drove home. He was on the phone. We, Aww. that's how I drove home. 
Well, you're so lucky and blessed to have your kids, to yeah. have your sons. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, they're good. That's, they're that's, good. Yeah, Thanks. to be sheriff departments. Oh. <laughs> so, okay, so it was discovered like that, and you had your support of your husband and your and your family, so you never really felt that you needed a different support system other than your family. Um. I continued to work all the way through it. So Did work you? was a support therapy it to is, me. It is, isn't it? Um, yeah, because it I don't, takes, it takes Well, I don't think off. I ever thought about, of course, I don't think we could have financially, but I don't think I ever thought about wanting to take a leave of absence or something. Because to me, if I sat home, I would sit home going, man, I have breast cancer and this really stinks. So I'm going to go back to work and just try to be normal. Um, so I work. Good for so, you for forethinking that because so work was my other support group. Absolutely. Um, not many people knew that I was going through breast cancer at the time. Right. And so, that's probably for the best because it made the normalcy. Well, and then they feel sorry for you or yes. they talk to you different. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. You know, I, I only tell them when I need to tell them. <laughs> yeah. Because then everybody will go, oh, how are you feeling today? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And did you lose your hair? I did. Did you wear a wig? It did. Oh, um, did you get different color wigs? No, I didn't do that. Okay. Um, I had a hairdresser that I'd gone to forever. Um, I called her and said, I'm going to lose my hair. And she went with me to the wig shop. Oh, nice. And then um, we took the wig back to her salon and she cut it the way that I normally wear my hair. Um, I wasn't one of those people who, like my my husband... Well, he saw me with no hair because he shaved my head. Um, my kids never saw me with a bald head. No. Um, nobody at work. I don't think anybody did. Maybe my husband, obviously my right, husband. Right. Um, nobody else did because I felt like if I took off that wig in front of my kids, they were going to go, oh, yeah, mom's got cancer. Aww. So I tried to look normal, act normal, be normal. Good mom you are. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. That is awesome. There were times I didn't do so well, but. <laughs> well, yeah, I, thank God you're human. That's okay. That's okay. But that That's pretty awesome. So how has your, did you journal by any, any chance? Did you journal at all during your journey? I didn't. Um, I've never been a journaler. Um, no. I just, I just did what I, I'd get up in the morning and just do your routine, do my stuff or whatever. Um, I tried not to, I tried my best not to dwell on here's what I'm going through and maybe journaling works for some people, but to me that it it wasn't me. Yeah. So you are a thriver because you're all, you're very active as well. You're you're always doing something fun, and you're you're you don't let the grass grow under your, under your feet, which is fantastic. Which I I try to promote that so people stay active because I think that's super important. After even years after, they need to stay active. Has your life changed after cancer? Do you, uh, in any way, your family, yourself? It definitely makes you appreciate things more. Um, and then the older I get, um, 
you just you just appreciate life more and the people around you and the things that you have. Um, Did you change takes, your eating habits too, or not? I'd like to. Say I'd like did. to say I did, but um, I'm a junk food. I could, if I could live on junk food, you would. Huh? I would. Um, so, well, your metabolism keeps you nice and thin. You're I, d- very I don't svelte. eat healthy at all. Oh, I just goodness. don't. <laughs> that's that's okay. No, that is quite all right. That is quite all right. Um, do you did you? So you didn't really have that much um, mental stress. You know, I keep going back to when I think of some people, some gals that don't have the support that we had. You know, I think about that and my heart breaks. So I think our mental stress might be different because we have the support system. But what would you tell someone today who doesn't have the support that we all had as loving families and people and are just now getting the diagnosis. And to those people, I guess I'd say to try to find people, surround yourself with people who care about you, who you can call and cry with, who you can talk to, who you can ask questions, who you can say, Hey, did this ever happen to you? Mm -hmm. Um, And then just like for me, I just needed to be normal, whatever, my normal was I just needed to try to keep that normal keep that going. Normalcy. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So of course, Justine is going to talk about Warriors on Water. Of course. And the Dragon Boat team that I encourage, if you are listening to me today from wherever you live, I recommend and suggest if you are a breast cancer survivor and thriver, Please go and find a Dragon Boat team in your area. And the upper body and the motion of Dragon Boating will keep your lymphatic system working properly so that the upper body motion makes your body and the lymph, your, it reduces lymphedema, basically, is what I'm right. trying to get at. Yeah. If I can get the words out. <laughs> so that is super important. And just the camaraderie, being in the fresh air, being outdoors, it's... It's its my therapy now. If nothing else, it's my... If I've had a rough day at work or whatever, I can just go out on the water and... And your whole thing changes, right? It does. Um, and now, to me, it makes, like, when we're practicing after work or something like that, you see the sunset, you're with people that you love, people who understand yes so you just kind of look around and you go "Mm, life is pretty good and i'm grateful to be on this boat with these people well said woman well said i feel like that too because you know sometimes i'm like oh my god i don't know if i just want to go you know you get into your comfort zone but the minute you get out there and you get there and you're there it's like exercising and like anything. Yeah. I'm know? not, I don't, I honestly, I hate to exercise. I like to ride my bike. I like to walk. I'm not big in lifting weights and, you know, exercise, so to speak, jumping jacks, the whole thing. <laughs> um, but I love being out on a dragon boat. It, it just, it's therapeutic, it just isn't does it? something for my soul. I know. And you're a good, you're a good uh, paddler too. You're yeah. a very good paddler. Thank you. So how did you discover uh, the team? 
actually have a friend um, who was diagnosed about the same time who heard about it. Uh, she said, I've heard about this dragon boat thing. Do you want to go check it out? So we went together. We checked it out. We um, watched, I don't know if we watched videos, but we did a little bit of research. We met with the people. Um, the very first time that we were going to get in a boat, they told us, you know, drive over to Tampa and watch the team over there. So we went to Tampa, they put us in the boat and they said, we're getting ready for a race, like hop in. <laughs> Not that day. That, uh, no. Oh, no. But, they, but were, they were okay. doing like yeah, their whole, pra- they had yeah. a race coming maybe the next week or something. So I got in a boat first and then we went out on the thing and they, when I got back what to the dock, went out on the we thing? went out, Not sorry, went out on the lake. Okay. Um. We, I was out there for maybe half an hour, maybe, or something. And then we went back to the dock to pick up my friend. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. Um, but it was fun. It was wonderful. Obviously, we got hooked because that was 11 years ago. So, okay. So I'm still here. You're still here. I know you are. And you... You are fun to sit behind because I do sit behind you and you're, you're, you're tall, you're lean, and you're a great reacher. Thank you. you. you yeah, you're a great paddler. <laughs> so, well, you know what? This has been really, really an awesome, awesome talk with you. Thank you. You know, was- Lynn, I, I don't really know you that much because we, you know, you know how it is. I mean, but I, I just... Love you guys, and I, I love that you're you and Beth and Marcy. You guys have that little thing. You're the three musketeers, <laughs> you know. And I think friendship is so important. And the fact that you met, maybe did you meet them at on the dragon boat team? We met Marcy on the dragon boat team. I knew Beth from the time our kids were five years old because ah. our kids went to school together, and we went to the same church together. Oh, cool! So you guys known each other forever. Pretty much forever. Yeah, you could talk. Beth is in the room. She wants to talk. I and love well, it. I really wasn't sure. If, well, it was Lynn. It was Lynn's thing. But no, I. Our, once we had the diagnosis, or I had the diagnosis, and she actually pulled my girls aside and just said, "You know, is it not going to be an easy journey? But your mom has you. Your mom has your dad. Your mom has me, and anybody else that she needs in her way. So she'll get through it." And she was very comforting and. She didn't have that. I had that in a friend. So that, that made a big difference in it. And um, it was pretty immediate after that, I think. We're, yeah, I remember you know, we, were, to, we were on our church vacationing together and challenging each other. We were on the front other. steps of our church. <laughs> and she came up to me and said, do you mind if I ask you a question? I'm like, no. And she's like, yeah, I just got diagnosed with breast cancer. I'm like, oh, <laughs> come, come over here. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> let's yeah, talk. That oh, that's super helpful. Yeah. But before then, we just went, our kids went to the same school together. She had girls, I had boys. Uh-huh. Um, so they, they were in different activities. Yeah. So the Sports. girls would, so I didn't, we didn't socialize a lot then. But you knew of each other. But we knew yeah. each other. Um, and the kids hung out with each other. Did they? Oh, that's awesome. Um, then after breast cancer, it was kind of like an immediate. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. definitely. You see what breast cancer does? It 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 ignites 
friendships mm-hmm. beyond our, our 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 thinking. You know, it just it, it it's it, an immediate connection. Thank you, and, yeah, and one that, and one that will for. carry us through. Right. Yeah, and you yeah. do learn what's important, and friends are definitely important. It, they are. They're so important, yeah. and. So that's why I am here today, because I want to hear your journeys and how how you got through it. Because I know the person out there listening today is probably confused, probably, you know, upset. And just think of the blessings that will follow. It's not going to be easy. That's for sure. It's going to be really hard. Did I ever think that there would be blessings coming out of it? Never. 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 Um. But there are a lot. There are a lot. There are a lot. There are a lot. Well, my pink warrior sister, Pinky Swearer, come on over. Okay. (laughs) Well, listen, I want to thank everyone who's listening to me today. And if you are listening, which I hope you are, you can find this podcast um, anywhere that podcasts are played. And I encourage every woman out there listening today to please, please do your self-exams. Please go get a mammogram. Please take care of yourself and do everything you can in your power. So on that note, I will say goodbye and thank you for listening to Just Talk with Justine. Thank you for listening to Just Talk with Justine. If you like what you've heard, please rate, comment, and subscribe. We love talking to breast cancer fighters and survivors. If you have any questions, you can email me at justine at justtalkwithjustine.com.